It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law, featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello and welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Soren Lehu, an attorney at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Or call 312-726-1243. In our current society, many business owners have been facing challenges to their faith. Uh, Recently, these challenges have grown to include forced conformity to political ideology. Today, we will be speaking with Samuel Green, a legal counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom, where he's a member of the Center for Conscience Initiatives. Alliance Defending Freedom, commonly known as ADF, is a legal organization that advocates for people's rights to freely live out their faith. ADF also leans on a network of Christian attorneys across the nation to help protect First Amendment rights. Samuel, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Samuel, uh, I want to start, if we could, by uh, asking you to tell us a little bit about ADF. Uh, Who who is ADF? And uh, describe for us some of the work that ADF does. Certainly. Well, Alliance Defending Freedom is a nonprofit Christian legal organization that defends religious liberty, freedom of speech, sanctity of life, and marriage and the family. And we're in our 25th year of existence and have had the pleasure of walking alongside people in litigation to defend some of the fundamental liberties that we as Americans all enjoy. And uh, those range from cases where we're representing pro-life pregnancy centers in California that are being forced by the state to advertise for abortion until the Supreme Court uh, granted us a victory in that case, um, to students on college campuses who are having their speech suppressed to business owners who are being forced to celebrate events and speak messages that violate their convictions. So we engage in a host of litigation at all levels uh, from the Supreme Court on down across the nation, and it's a real pleasure to do so. That's great. And what we're going to focus on more today is the rights of conscience uh, aspect of ADF's work. And I did mention the Center for Uh, conscience initiatives. Uh, Could you describe uh, that aspect of ADF for us? Sure. Uh, The Center for Conscience Initiatives is a team of attorneys at Alliance Defending Freedom that, as the name suggests, is really focused on defending people's rights of conscience and um, looking for strategic ways to do so. And right now, a lot of the attack on conscience that we have focused on is in the realm of business owners who are engaged in expressing messages and celebrating events and are coming up against laws that are requiring them to speak messages that violate their convictions. And so we've been focused very heavily on trying to um, protect those businesses and ensure the fundamental First Amendment freedoms that were guaranteed that people should be free to choose for themselves which messages to convey and not to convey. Yes, and Samuel, I wonder if you found that a lot of these conscience issues are more prevalent today than 
than in the past. Do you have an opinion on that? Well, there does certainly seem to be an onslaught of attacks on conscience. We're seeing uh, laws continue to become more aggressive and government entities also become more aggressive in what they're pushing through regulations or through various prosecutions. And so definitely the attack has been rather strong in recent years. And so, you know, we're continuing to stand firm and try to hold that line to ensure that freedom can continue to exist for uh, people of all walks of life and that everyone can live and work consistent with their beliefs. I wonder if there's something that we we can attribute to the um, what I perceive perceive as well as as a greater onslaught, as as you put it, uh, against conscience. Why do you think it's becoming more prevalent today uh, to pass these kinds of laws? And we're going to talk about one in Ann Arbor in just a minute. But um, do you see any underlining reason or reasons why conscience is is at least seemingly more under attack today than in the past? You know, it's hard to necessarily pinpoint the cause, but I think there's a few things that are likely contributing factors. One is, you know, we're becoming more and more politically polarized in society and have less of a, a common social fabric, if you will, and and a greater intense belief in political correctness. And I I think uh, less tolerance for people of opposing beliefs. And so you see uh, certain pushes to try to drive out from the public sphere people whose beliefs may not be in the mainstream in that community. And, you know, one thing that we hope is that people realize that tolerance is really a two-way street and that in our pluralistic society, it's important to provide freedom for people, even if beliefs that you oppose to be able to live and work consistent with their beliefs, you know, because the the winds of change are always blowing. And if the government can come after someone now because of their beliefs and force them to say things that violate their convictions, it can come after you tomorrow. Just because you may be the dominant view today doesn't mean that'll be the case tomorrow. So it's really important that these universal principles of freedom continue to be universal and upheld and that people adhere to that old maxim, which is, I may disagree with what you're saying, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. That's right. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Soren Lehu of the law firm of Malkin Baker. If you missed part of this episode or want to hear previous Lawyers for Jesus interviews, visit malkbaker.com. You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Uh, today, we are speaking with Samuel Green, a legal counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom, about rights of conscience. Uh, Samuel, a lot of people are, are familiar with um, the Masterpiece case, the, the Colorado Baker, uh, but there's another conscience case um, brewing in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, could you tell us a little bit about uh, that case? Sure. Alliance Defending Freedom has the pleasure of representing Grant Stropel and Jacob Kludzinski, two young men who have been active in politics and advancing their conservative political beliefs since childhood. And they recently started a political consulting firm called Think Right Strategies in Ann Arbor, Michigan, with the express purpose of continuing to advance 
the conservative political beliefs that they hold dear. But Ann Arbor has a law that prohibits businesses from discriminating based on political beliefs. And under the text of the law, that would mean that uh, a business that offers its services to the public, like Grant and Jacobs, would be required to express political views that are contrary to their own. So you have this very concerning situation where the text of the law gives the government authority, uh, contrary to the First Amendment, to force people to express political beliefs that are contrary to their deeply held beliefs. And that's something that should concern everyone, regardless of where they fall on the political divide. Uh, yes, I, I'd say so. And is this law uh, one that has been on the books for, for some time? Is it a recent law? Uh, when, when did it come into effect? Yeah, it's fairly recent. It uh, came onto the books in the last couple of years. And uh, as I said, Think Right Strategies is a pretty new business, and they are aware of this law that threatens fines of up to $500 per day. And so they decided to go to federal court and ask the court to step in and declare the basic First Amendment principle that people should be free to choose for themselves which political beliefs they will promote and which they will not. Is there any uh, indication uh, when the law was being proposed that the law was meant to address some sort of specific problem? Or uh, what is the intent behind a law like this? You know, it's always hard to nail down intent, but we've seen, you know, across the country, laws continue to expand in what they consider a protected classification. So you mentioned the Masterpiece Cake Shop case out of Colorado, where Alliance Defending Freedom has the pleasure of representing Jack Phillips, who is a cake designer. So the law in, in Colorado there um, expanded to in prohibit discrimination based on sexual orientation. Well, Jack Phillips, like all of our clients, will gladly serve all people, but he won't express messages or celebrate events that violate his convictions. And Colorado there uh, was stepping in and, and forcing him to use his talent to create artwork to celebrate same-sex marriage in violation of his convictions. In Ann Arbor, they've expanded the law to include political beliefs as a protected classification, and uh, that threatens our clients with being compelled to express political messages that are contrary to their beliefs. And th this law should be concerning to people of all political beliefs, because if the government could force Grant and Jacob to promote socialism, for example, it could force a Democratic speechwriter to write speeches for President Trump or a pacifist painter to paint pro-war murals. And that's not Ameri an America that any of us want to live in. Everyone should be free to choose for themselves which political beliefs uh, they will promote through their own work. Right, and I, I think what you're saying there is that uh, the, the rights of conscience are is a two-way street. It's uh, uh, concerning for, for both sides, and um, some affected by it more today uh, or less today may be more affected by it more in the future, and I think that is something that, that we should be keeping our eye on. Uh, coming up, we will talk further with Samuel Green about rights of conscience and how ADF is fighting for this are right with their client Think Right Strategies. I'm Soren Lehu, and this is Lawyers for Jesus.
Hi, this is Pastor McCracken, pastor of the Church of Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in Markham, Illinois. For the last four years, our church has been struggling to overcome the city's efforts to shut us down. In the midst of all of our legal issues, we felt overwhelmed and discouraged. All we wanted to do was worship the Lord and serve our community. We needed a law firm that not only had the knowledge of the law, but the same commitment of the kingdom of God. The Lord connected us with the law firm of Malcolm Baker. The attorneys at Malcolm Baker have not only provided us with exceptional legal representation and counsel, but have also provided us with the added gift of lawyers who pray with us and seek the guidance of the Lord at every step. After working with Malcolm Baker, we can't imagine working with anyone else. If your church or ministry has any legal needs, please call us, 312-726-1243, or look us up online at maukbaker.com. Welcome back, Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Soren Lehu, an attorney at Malkin Baker, a law firm based in Chicago, which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals in their legal needs. If you missed the first part of the show and want to listen online, go to malkbaker.com forward slash radio. Today, we've been speaking with Samuel Green, legal counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom, about rights of conscience and specifically uh, his case, ADF's case uh, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, involving uh, their client Think Right Strategies. Uh, Samuel, I wonder if you can tell us a little bit more about uh, the client, who the client is, how uh, they started their business, and um, some of the work that they do. I'd be glad to. So Think Right Strategies is a political consulting and marketing firm that was started just recently by Grant Strobel and Jacob Kujinski. Now, Grant and Jacob have been involved in political advocacy since their childhood, and they've worked very hard to promote their conservative political beliefs and working on various campaigns and also as uh, leaders with Young Americans for Freedom, which is a, a conservative group that advocates conservative beliefs on high school and college campuses. It's actually at Young Americans for Freedom at the University of Michigan that Grant and Jacob met each other and ended up uh, deciding to go ahead and join in this venture together with the goal of advocating the conservative political beliefs that they hold dear. Uh, that's great. And, and so um, this new law gets takes into effect. Was the law passed after they started their business or or sometime before? It was uh, passed before they started their business. And, you know, Grant and Jacob, as I said, have, have spent much of their lives advancing conservative political beliefs. And they want to continue to do so. And they don't want to be stopped in advocating the political beliefs that are so personal to them simply because of this law, which is why they went ahead and uh, filed this lawsuit. And some of the ways that they seek to advocate their political beliefs through think right strategies is by doing things like writing speeches for candidates or creating websites for people running for office or slogans or social media posts. And under the terms of Ann Arbor's law, they could be required to do all those things and more to advance liberal causes like socialism and abortion. And that's just antithetical to their beliefs and uh, extremely problematic at a constitutional level. And so that's why they filed this lawsuit. As far as you know, Samuel, has this law ever been 
actually enforced by Ann Arbor officials? Well, the law covers a number of classifications. I don't know offhand of whether it has been enforced uh, with respect to the political beliefs provision. Okay. And so um, what, what you and ADF have decided to do uh, is essentially what, what we lawyers call a pre-enforcement challenge. Um, could you tell us what a, what a pre-enforcement challenge is, how that works um, for our non-lawyer uh, listeners? Certainly. So there's a couple ways to end up in court. One way that you don't want to end up in court is with the government saying you violated the law and we're therefore prosecuting you. And if we succeed in the prosecution, you know, we may end up sending you to jail or we may end up fining you a lot of money. And so oftentimes that is how people end up in court with the government saying you violated the law and now you're going to be in big trouble if you can't successfully defend yourself. Well, the law at issue here is one that threatens fines of up to $500 per day that there is a violation. So understandably, Grant and Jacob did not want to risk uh, being subjected to a prosecution and those fines, so they went ahead and filed a pre-enforcement action, which, as its name suggests, comes before there's been enforcement of the law. And in our history, this is something that's been used to defend civil rights over and over again, where there's an unjust law and people go into court and basically ask the court to step in before a prosecution occurs and say, look, uh, court, you know, look, Your Honor, this law is unjust. It violates my constitutional freedoms of uh, free speech or freedom of religion. And so I'm asking you, court, to step in and tell the government they could not use this law in the future to harm me. That's basically what a pre-enforcement lawsuit is, and that's what our clients have filed to ensure the freedom uh, for themselves and for others to promote the political beliefs that they hold dear. And what is the, the status of the case now? Where, where are we in the litigation um, currently? So the case was just filed very recently in a federal court in Michigan, and so it's at a very preliminary stage, um, and you know, still in the normal course of litigation, the city would need to respond and there would be additional briefing and then uh, potential arguments. So it's, it's still early in the process. Okay. Now, now if, if ThinkRight wanted to um, or was forced to, after all this, to comply with this law, what kinds of things would ThinkRight have to do in order to be compliant with this, uh, with this regulation? Well, by the terms of this law, it could require, for example, ThinkRight Strategies to create a campaign website for someone running on the Democratic or uh, socialist platform. It could require them to create promotional social media posts for Planned Parenthood or a whole host of other situations where they'd be forced to speak and promote political beliefs that are contrary to their own. And unless I'm mistaken, uh, does the law also require them, if they seek um, work from conservative clients, to also seek work from liberal clients as well? The, the law does say that if you that you can't discriminate in in basically sending out informational materials. So it does seem, by the terms of the law, that if they are sending materials to conservatives that they would also have to send materials to liberals, encouraging them to do work that 
is contrary to think rights convictions. And it's just very troubling whenever the government steps in and tries to force people to champion political causes that violate their convictions. Yes, that's amazing. Uh, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Soren Lehu of Malkin Baker. And we're talking to Samuel Green at Legal Counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom about rights of conscience and his case uh, with, involving his client, uh, Think Right Strategies, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, the, the law, as I see it, would tend to uh, require some absurd um, results and outcomes where uh, you have conservatives advocating liberal policies and uh, reaching out to clients that they were never created to um, serve. And um, I wonder, could ThinkRight even exist as a company if it was required to do some of these things? Well, the, the purpose of our lawsuit is hopefully for the court to step in and ensure that ThinkRight strategies and, and its owners can choose for themselves which political beliefs to promote. Uh, but if, if that were not the case, uh, you know, I'd have to talk to my clients, but I doubt that they could continue to exist because, again, um, they hold their political beliefs very closely and they can't in good conscience promote political views that are contrary to their own. And they also can't sustain $500 per day fines uh, that the city of Ann Arbor could impose under the law. Um, yeah, that's, um, that's quite something. And, and Samuel, this is um, just one of many cases I understand that the center is working on. Um, what other cases um, in, in the time we have left could maybe one more case as, a, as an example of why it's such an important thing to uh, uphold the rights of conscience and, and the great work that ADF is doing. Sure. So Alliance Defending Freedom is actually involved in numerous cases where there are laws that threaten creative professionals and uh, could require them to express messages that are contrary to their convictions. Uh, one case that we are litigating out in Phoenix, Arizona, involves uh, two young ladies who are artists. They create custom artwork to celebrate some of life's most important events. And uh, one of their great passions is celebrating marriage, as they uh, believe God designed it between one man and one woman. But the city of Phoenix has a law similar to the one in Ann Arbor that would force uh, Joanna Duca and Brianna Kosky, our clients out in Phoenix, to hand-paint and hand-write words that celebrate same-sex marriage in violation of their deeply held religious convictions. And if they politely decline, uh, Phoenix could actually imprison them. It considers it a crime with uh, imprisonment as a possibility if they decline to create this custom artwork expressing messages contrary to their convictions. So it's really troubling when we see these types of laws that are going after people simply because they're trying to live and work consistent with their beliefs. And it's something that should concern everyone because the government should exist to protect people's freedom. And it's, it's very concerning when it turns around and uses its power to take freedom away and to force people to advocate for things that are contrary to their convictions. So we're hoping for victories in these cases, and we're hoping for the freedom of all people, of all beliefs, to be able to express themselves consistent with their convictions. Samuel, thank you for speaking with us today. How can people learn more about Alliance Defending Freedom and the Center for Conscience Initiatives? 
People can visit us at adflegal.org. That's adflegal.org. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at malkbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Visit our website to subscribe to our Religious Liberty Newsletter with legal updates or call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. Thanks for listening. I'm Soren Lehu, attorney at Malkin Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. Gonna have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody.